welcome to Brands Made Meaningful, conversations with the team at Susner about how purposeful branding inspires unity, identity, and powerful change for growth-minded organizations. Derek, today we're talking about taglines. Taglines, messaging lines. Some people call them creative lines slogans some people use i think there's a big difference between slogans and taglines some people use true lines which are also different there's a lot of words yep story brand would call it a one-liner some people think of your elevator speech maybe i think some that's people a little might, longer i think some people might even confuse it with your value proposition yeah. or your positioning statement for sure but all of all of these things the brand tagline is number probably along with the name of the company and the logo itself, probably in that top tier trifecta of brand components. Yeah, I think if you th- if you think of brand visuals, the logo is the tip of the spear. And when you think of brand verbals or brand messaging, taglines, tip of the spear. Um, it's that thing that's the first outward facing piece that people read normally yep you know i think some people take take the tagline for granted and they default to you know to describing their products features and benefits and you and i were having a conversation the other day on well one question was does a brand need a tagline I'll get into that. So, I have it in my notes. So we've got uh, we've got that down. topic. But if they yeah. do, and and if they do, and they do it well, and they do it so that it actually helps their business grow, um, helps tell their story. It's a key component that, along with these other pieces, you know, probably that taglines then later on if somebody does decide to learn more or read more then they're actually you know diving in and, and hearing more of the story but like you said it's that kind of that tip of the spear of a, of the marketing language that pulls people in and we have opinions and thoughts on yeah. what it is yeah. that the tagline should do where it should come from how yeah. to do it how to approach it just like a logo it there's a million ways to get to the right answer uh a tagline has, in my opinion, it's two functions. So I'm going to define it in my own words. You can hop in if you have a different definition of it. I know that not everyone's is the same. Um, Two things. I think a tagline is an outward-facing expression of a brand's most compelling differentiator. So it's the reason that you stand out in the market and why customers know you, use you, are associated with you. And then the second one is a tagline is a memorable phrase that sums up the tone and presence of a brand and is used to reinforce the brand in the audience's mind. So they're two similar things, but a little bit different. And I can get into what that looks like. But what's your definition of a tagline? Hmm. I think the definition... We'll talk global definitions because I think the tagline gets approached a little bit differently depending on what it's for. If it's for a a company or an organization versus a product, a product brand, 
um, a consumer brand versus an internal brand or a sports brand. I think that there's a variety of ways that that we can look at it. I think at its core, a tagline should convey what you do as an organization. Hmm. Even better, it should convey what you do in a way that connects with why people should care about what you do. And I think when I say a, a tagline should say what you do, I'm also hedging that against what I said before, which a tagline isn't, which is a, a, a summarization of your products and those products, features, and benefits. Yeah, I, I think it's it's what you do, but it's what you do that's different than what your competitors do. So the way that I describe that, and you kind of started the conversation around, well, what is a tagline specific towards a B2C or a B2B, or how does that all work? And Or a member brand versus a customer brand. And so you have all these different things. And I would say there's a spectrum. There's no right answer, but there's absolutely a spectrum. So the way that we look at taglines in association to what you do, in my mind, it's how familiar either that audience is of what you do or how many competitors are in that marketplace, in my mind. So we've had a lot of success with taglines in the past. Some of the best ones, I think, come out when it's someone who's solving something completely new. And the tagline is help communicate exactly what they do because the people who see the brand have no idea what they do at all. Right. We talk a lot about that. One of the ways that we define a brand is that it's the perception that people have of you, your organization, your products, et cetera. It's the perception. And within that perception, we've talked about on this podcast about differentiation and distinction. And being memorable and meaningful in the eyes of your audience. And the tagline can be a really helpful component in the verbal part of your brand in bringing about that distinction, memorability, and differentiation. And I think that it's a mixture. What you said is a tagline should combine why you're different and why people should care about that. And I think that's the best version. That's the most short and sweet answer you can have for what should your tagline be. It should communicate what you do and why, why people should care. And in less than seven words, normally, we would say. Yeah, we, the, the typical default is seven words or less. That's what people's attention spans. Uh, that's where, where people stop listening. It's, it's the word count that I think there's some science behind memorability. Like even you, if I said to you, what's Susner's tagline? Well, one of the reasons it's seven words or less is because any more than that, and we're going to have a hard time even being able to memorize that it's brands made meaningful. Yeah, I think it's some some old ad rule. I would imagine there's probably science behind it, but it could be magic. I don't know. We'll have to consult one of our uh, scientific partners and oh, have them uh, do yeah. some... We don't have somebody yet that we can fact check and um, not yet. Point to We're not at that we point in the podcast where I can go, "Hey, It'd Steve, get it going. Let me know where that came from." Fact check. We seven keep words moving. Or less. Yeah, that'd be really good to hire one of those people, though. <laughs> we should probably put out an ad. We'll add that to the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think at its core, one of the ways that we've historically looked at taglines from a real hard working standpoint is one of two ways. And, and I know you're going to get 
much more uh, ethereal and <laughs> yeah. thoughtful on this, but there's yeah. also the, the, the function of a, of a tagline. Yeah. When we work with businesses that already have a name, if the name of that business references what it is that they do, then the tagline doesn't have to then say again what it is that they do. Earlier, I said a tagline should help a business say what they do. But mm -hmm. if the name of your company is Viking Trophies, then you don't have to say, we sell trophies. Yep. Um, however, if the name of a trophy manufacturing company is called Acme Incorporated, mm -hmm. then there's an opportunity within that tagline to clarify what it is that they do and ideally do it in a way that reinforces the brand's personality to help us intentionally support the perception of the brand that we're we're trying to create. Yeah, I think that that's a good way to start the conversation. It's Absolutely. like the ground level. There's a reason why it, it takes us weeks or multiple variations to get the right tagline is because it's not a uh, uh, here you go, here's what kind of business are you, here's what your tagline is. But I think that looking at the name and how hardworking the name is can help us start the conversation around how hardworking does the tagline have to be. If you're, like you said, if your name doesn't tell your customer anything about your, your brand or your organization, your tagline will probably have to work a little bit harder to say, hey, by the way, this is what we do. They're probably going to need all seven words then. Uh, yeah, we'll fill that out a little bit for sure. So let me ask you a question. In your opinion, does every brand need a tagline? Um, that's a great question. I'm going to say no. I think every brand could benefit from one, but you know we're working right now with an organization who's struggling with that same question. Yeah, and there's no right or wrong answer. I, in, the way I answer that question is with another question by saying, do most or all people understand why your brand is different right away? Um, I think that it really comes down to recognition. If you're really recognized in your space, then it probably doesn't need to do a lot of the heavy lifting or it might not need to exist at all. You know, you, we're, we're big fans of Apple, um, of the Apple brand. It's sure. the tools that we use in our office. I think everybody in this office currently uses iPhones. I'm not going to make any bones about it. It's the, wow. it's the brand, one of the brands that we've identified with. And I think along with brands like Target and a couple of other really notable, notable, notable brands, these are brands that our clients or potential clients will reference in conversation from time to time. Oh, Nike's the other one. So yeah. everybody looks at Nike, Apple, and Target, at least here in the Twin Cities, with some of with Target being here, and they reference that. But does if Apple's tagline, if I don't know if they still use it, Just, but if Think Different is yeah. their tagline, does Apple need a tagline anymore? So this is where that argument is interesting because I could argue, yeah. They do need a tagline because the tagline sums up the tone, the presence of the brand and reinforces that mindset, reinforces that perception in the audience's mind. So for Apple, everyone knows what Apple does. So the tagline doesn't need to do any of that. All it really needs to do is really summarize the tone of the brand. So for Apple, it's think different. That's what we're all about. Well, if we were to say, well, Apple's brand doesn't, their name doesn't say what they do. 
So in theory, they should have Apple electronics and whatever and whatever sure. in a more creative way. But I think it's interesting to say, do you need one? Well, no, there's no rules. But I think a tagline always helps reinforce that position. I agree. And if if you can, if you have the ability or the bravery to write a tagline and adopt a tagline like Apple, the beauty of it is, is it does a great job of, in two words, summarizing everything that the company as a whole stands for. Yeah. And if you think of Apple's it's as beliefs, the, yeah. its values. Exactly. And so it's interesting to it's say. Their why, it's their why. It's, it's their purpose. Well, it's almost. also why, why someone should care. Right. It goes right to why someone should care because they're so confident that everyone knows their name anyways. McDonald's. Why do, what is McDonald's? I don't know if they still use it. Is I'm loving it. Right? That doesn't say burgers and fries. Doesn't say fast food or anywhere. It just says I'm loving it because everyone knows what McDonald's does already. So that's where I get to do people know what you do? Are you familiar to them? That level of familiarity is going to really determine how much tone the tagline is going to have versus how much function it's going to have. So I think when we talk about these things, it, every situation is so different. And some smaller businesses, like when we get into, if you're, if you're branding a manufacturer, that's like, like you said, Acme shelving. It's like, well, we don't need to say that we do shelving. That's pretty cut and dry, right? So it's interesting to start looking at different companies and say, depends on, on your placement within that market. I've referenced this in the past, but there's some tools that we've been trained in over the years that we leverage from time to time that came out of the book, Building a Story Brand. And the three components that come up in the way that those tools approach writing this line that summarizes it include looking at, or at least to influence what the tagline could be, is looking at the problem that the customers face which is another way of saying, why should they care? Mm -hmm. And then what it is that you as an organization does, or I would add, stands for that actually addresses that issue. And then what is the aspirational aspect or this why or this purposeful piece that helps you communicate why this business is in existence to serve these people with this products in the first place. Yeah. So I'm kind of jumping ahead to the, the later on of how to do it, but it's not the formula, but it's among some of the other things that we'll talk about that people can start thinking about as they're thinking about their tagline is a, does the name of my business say what we do? And ours doesn't. The name of our business is Susner. That doesn't yeah. say what we do. So yeah. therefore, how does the how can the tagline support that by putting us within the realm of what we do, but then ramp up or address some of those other yeah. components? So a good example is ours has to say what we do and why that's different than anybody else. We don't have as much space for why someone should care. We we could and we could stretch it and use more words. And I, the, what we came to was it's more important for someone to read that and say, okay, Susner brands made meaningful. Well, okay. So obviously they make brands meaningful and 
what does that mean? And think about it a little bit. And our homepage should then lead them down that route. Right. So, so there's a little bit of, and that's what a lot of people get hung up on yeah. is, whoa, you know, in three words, you didn't say enough, Yeah. but the tagline doesn't, isn't meant to tell you the whole story. It's just a, enough to say, all right, I think I'm in the right place. Tell me more. It just depends on what foot you want to lead with. It, it really does. I mean, for Apple, if you've never heard of Apple ever, and you say, okay, Apple, they're different. That's interesting. I don't know what they do. You land on their homepage, you know what they do. I mean, it's not a, it's, I mean, their products are right there. Right. But it's interesting to go, by the way, this tagline doesn't get shown by itself. This is not by itself situation. Most of the time you'll read it and there'll be other experiences around there that might help communicate the other things. So you got to think about it as part of a toolkit, not just a lone wolf sitting out there. You mentioned something earlier um, that I'd love to uh, transis- transition into a little bit. You said the word slogan. Yeah. So this is this question comes up all the time. And what it what is in your from your point of view? What's the difference between a brand's tagline and a slogan? See, and I think that everyone has a different definition of slogan, Probably. right? Because you would say if I would I define tagline. People would say, no, it's a slogan. Yeah, that some people see them as interchangeable, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So what we have come to know as slogans are more campaign-based. They're more short-term. We're selling a specific thing. We're gonna run a, we're gonna create a slogan for this campaign normally, and that's how we work. So like a marketing theme. Exactly. It's like here's one product, we're selling this, this is what we're pushing, we're gonna go after it. We wanna be known for this moment in time for this product or this service, and we're gonna write something that's really catchy for that. Um, those usually don't last as long. Normally, they just last throughout the campaign. Some people, we've had local brands here, have slogans that have actually turned into really successful long-term pieces that stick with them for a really long time and that's great but it doesn't they're not created the same so it's when you go off to create a slogan you're not normally going to end up with a tagline yeah you think of a slogan as something that's written created to help support the promotion the marketing or the advertising of a specific product or for a specific campaign it might be the theme line or the headline or one of the headlines in a series of marketing campaigns and usually usually targeted to a very specific audience for that product. So the a slogan can change all the time. Some companies change them every year, every quarter or depending on how many markets they have. The slogan is a short has a shorter lifespan whereas yeah. the tagline should be so much more tied to the truth of the organization that it it theor- while it certainly isn't permanent it should last for a long time. Yeah, and I think some people would consider taglines interchangeable. Like, oh, I'm gonna write this tagline, I could always change it. I look at taglines like the logo of messaging to say, eventually you'll refresh your logo, right? Whether that's eight years, whether that's 12 years, whether that's 25 years. I think that the tagline will last about the same. Yep, I agree. For a slogan, you have a fantastic example here. The Disney one? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just doing, and hopefully I'm researching in the right place, but Disney's tagline, which, again, we need our fictitious Steve to fact check this, yep. goes back 
for years and years and years is the happiest place on earth. Disney, the happiest place on earth. But think about the slogans uh, at the end of every Super Bowl when they say to the MVP, you know, hey, you just won the Super Bowl. And they go, yeah, I'm heading to Disneyland. Um, Or Disneyland is where dreams come true or where the magic began. Um, And I'm sure since then there's hundreds of them. Every time they roll out uh, a new Star Wars theme park, um, (laughs) every one of those has a new slogan, theme, or marketing language yep. that's going to help promote that and if you if you followed i bet you could look it up on youtube right now all the ad campaigns oh, yeah. that are mixed with those you can see where the happiest place on earth has kind of become this evergreen usage for them where it's like nope that's our stamp that's that's what we live by and then all these other slogans end up being campaign based so it's not the worst thing in the world to have slogans. It's actually great. That means that you're constantly working on your marketing. You're constantly coming out with new things. That's awesome. Don't. It's not like a negative thing at all to have a slogan. Um, it's just that tagline is more evergreen. It's not supposed to be pushing your one product that you're trying to get out the door right now, or it's not supposed to be a part of this one campaign that never gets used again. So at this point in the conversation, this is where I'm thinking about people who, who are listening to this. They're thinking about their own tagline, and let's assume they have one. If, if, uh, if a person has a tagline and they're looking at it now, whether they created it themselves, hired somebody, or inherited it, or adopted it from, from previous people on your team, and they're looking at that tagline and they're saying, okay, I'm reading this, is this an effective tagline for us or not? What are two or three things that we can say, here are some, some ways to analyze it or review it or think about it some criteria to mm-hmm. say, does it do this or this? Yep. And if not, then that then that person might be might need to be thinking that it's time to readdress it. <laughs> uh, one is absolutely it's too long. We've dealt with people that have it where it has to be stacked. It's so long. It's like, geez, this is really long. Are we sure that this is a tagline? And they normally are just using their positioning statement, which is probably, you know, 12 words or maybe even less, but it's just too long. Sometimes seven words is too much. Yep. Uh, people say seven words or less. Normally, we try to keep it within five or less. And that's not, not a bad thing. It just needs a little bit of work. The second one, I think, is when people have a tagline that is not around their tone when there's no mm-hmm. personality in it when it's just super functional and that's all it does and there's no thought behind it that's when people have a challenging time getting anywhere with that tagline yeah if it's if it's void of personality such that your direct competitor could take that same tagline and use it and put it next to their name and nobody yep. would bat an eye it's just not or question it yeah and be like yep that sounds just like them too uh-huh. Because because what the tagline, what we talked about, is supposed to be about your position. A part of your position is that those emotion, personality forward, like what tone does your brand have? Um, when you're in the market. attitude. Yeah, it's a point of view. big difference in the marketplace. But to say, if you're too descriptive, which is another way of saying that, if you're just so district, de- descriptive that you're focused on products and maybe just the benefit of your product, um, and I get that that's why people care is the benefit of your product, but no personality at all makes it hard to have an evergreen tagline. Yep. 
we have a whole list of these things, taglines that are confusing, boring, yeah, not differentiated, which I think goes back to not standing out or, or sounding like you, sounds the same as everybody else. There's also something about your tagline being about you and only about you. We make this, we do the best of this, we're the experts at this, we're the first at this, versus writing it in a way that somehow flips it to the customers and what they want. So when we work, I'm going to jump to, we're going to jump down to what are some things that people could be thinking about. And when we think about a company's guiding principles, so just instead of just a marketing exercise and a copywriting exercise, leveraging and looking at a company's vision and mission could be a really great place to start, assuming that you have one. Yeah, I I think that when we start that process, we talk about the name, like how hard is the name working? Some some of those are parameters. Mm-hmm. How are we starting this? How do we know how hard this needs to work? Yep, those are first and foremost. When it actually gets into the creative process, where do we start? I mean, you don't just start with a blank page. For us, the best thought starters are that vision, mission, purpose statements, right? Those statements are fantastic. We've had plenty of times where that vision, the new vision of the company turns into the tagline or some variation of it because that vision represents this place we're trying to go, this place that everyone cares about and every it's so meaningful to everybody that that's a great starting point to go, well, could that be our tagline? When the way that we define on top of what you just said, the way that we here define vision versus how other people define it is that it's 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 all about where the company's going and what is the goal of our work. You know, what is this ideal state that we want to be and invite our customers to live in? But a really great vision rallies everybody inside our company just as much as it rallies people that are outside of our organization. Yeah, and that's a big difference. So if, if we look at it from a tagline perspective, to say this tagline isn't about you, you've already said that, to say you can't have an accounting firm and your tagline be expert accountants because good for you. I don't, that doesn't, what does that matter? Add that into the about us paragraph that follows down below. Exactly. And so if we're going to look at how can we start moving that, a vision is a great place to start because that vision is supposed to be a statement that is about us, but it's also about we work to do this with our clients. We don't work to be the best. Right. Now, obviously, you're writing this this messaging. It is about you. It's about your company, and it's about helping your company spread the word, build its perception, um, differentiate, et cetera. But if if you can bridge that and actually make it so that it's about your customers, it gets really powerful and helps connect on a deeper emotional level. I'm looking at a board in our conference room where we're setting up making this recording today for an organization that we worked with where we helped them put together, articulate, um, and craft their purpose and vision and mission. And their brand tagline is almost verbatim of what we landed on for their company's vision. Almost verbatim. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's game one. and Game one sports. Game one it was really great. That conversation around who do we want to be? What do we want to do? What do we want to do all this stuff? And it's like, oh, well, that's that's what we're trying to do. 
um, and why does it matter is there. So when we move forward through this process and the reason why it's a creative process, we can't, we don't just start with a tagline. You wouldn't hire us to just do a tagline and walk away. There's a lot of background work to say, well, what goes into a tagline? Well, all of this stuff goes into a tagline. We need to know all this information. What are you working for? What are your clients doing? What, what do they care about? What do your customers really want out of this situation? And how do you move them forward? Now let's figure out how we can write something that communicates that with a bunch of personality and tone that's totally different than anyone else. Yep, exactly. One of the taglines that we wrote along with our copywriting, one of our cop- copywriting partners, Jeff, Jeff at Floating Head. Um, Mueller. Shout out, Jeff. Shout out, Jeff. When you're transcribing this into a blog for us later, I want to make sure you give yourself lots and lots of, uh, lots and lots of kudos and credit because um, you deserve <laughs> it. But Jeff wrote a tagline with us for a sporting goods brand called McDavid. Yep. And McDavid makes compression undergarments and braces. Clothing, clothing items that primarily are worn underneath your sports equipment, sports apparel for football, basketball, baseball, and all manners of sports. And the tagline that we landed on, the brand tagline is first on, last off. So double meaning. Yeah. It does speak to them. They're the first article of clothing that you put on if it's an undershirt and it's the last thing you take off as you're getting undressed. But for them... What it really meant, McDavid's vision was to create a world of personal bests, to live in a world where people have the opportunity to achieve through their, whatever their athletic endeavors are, desires are, what it is that they want. And they identify those people as people that are driven to be the first ones on the field, the gym, the court, and the last ones to go home. So if you think about that from a vision perspective, so to create a world of personal best, that's something that McDavid builds their products around. Our products are built to do that, but we can't do that without you. Because if you're not trying, if you're not in the gym, if you're not running, if you're not getting up early, then that doesn't, you're never going to achieve that personal best. So without you, we can't achieve it. But they, they felt like this first on last off communicated not only the products, what the products they sell do, but it also represents the tone and the personality that they take forward. It's all about grinding. It's all about being the hardest working people in the gym. Yeah. It's when it's done well, it it can it can really then help not only give you a component within your branding as a verbal part of your branding, it can then influence and become part of the the visual part of your branding also and yeah it's i mean that tagline for mcdavid is all over their materials yeah right i mean the words are powerful and then the way that they're shown are even more powerful but it's different than the slogans and the themes and the headlines that then lead each year's quarters or yeah. sports specifics marketing campaigns. Yeah, I'm, we're looking at some campaigns right now. I see it behind you in our office. And one of the slogans for McDavid is, it's on me. That was a whole campaign around, it's on me. I got to do this. Personal best, that's on me. Right. How do I move that forward today, tomorrow, and the next day? That happened throughout a season and then was later moved from, but that first on last off never was. One other example, uh, Cutter Sports. They make 
arguably, I think factually, the stickiest football gloves on the market. So test that. Um, there, there is a. Um, we'll have to ask Steve again, but I do believe there's there's a actual accreditation. Yeah. That, that they submit these two to get tested. Yeah, the sticky police. And so wide receivers are the people, wide receivers, tight ends in football are the people you would think of that, although you see quarterbacks and other positions yeah. wearing the gloves, the receivers um, wear these by choice because they're sticky and they help catch gloves. Yeah. And the line that we landed on for Cutter's tagline was that actually comes out like a call to action and it's grip the greatness. Yep. It doesn't say, and the name of the business is Cutters. Yep. Um, most of the time, they don't even say Cutters Sports. They just say Cutters, mm -hmm. grip the greatness. So they don't say gloves or sticky. Um, instead, they're referring specifically to the emotional want that the people who are jumping up to make these photographic ESPN highlight real catches in the back of the end zone, what that person is motivated by. Yeah, and you can see where those brands where are much more consumer-facing have right. much more emotionally driven, a lot more tone and personality in them versus local Franklin Press that we rebranded. They Their tagline is print, impress, repeat. It was, all, it was all about just blowing their customers away with what they do, and that's exactly what they do. They print, they impress, and they repeat. Yep. And that's what they do. And it's done in, if, if anybody has the pleasure of meeting uh, the team at Franklin, the blue-collar, personal nature, they're, they're not about flashy, they're not about no. winning awards, they're about servicing their customers, get, keeping their heads down and working their tails and off. Doing so it again. it's like, yeah. what do we do? We print, we impress our clients, and then let's go back, we go back to work. It's, yeah. what, it's what we do. So yeah, and I think that that shows the difference of B2C versus B2B. We talk about it all the time. It's also just how, how much exposure that brand gets on a public scale. We did stretch the seven words with Carboni's Pizzeria. Um, where we where we landed on a slice of the neighborhood since 1954. That's because I wasn't in that project. That's true. So we so did stretch that out. But that's I, what, yeah. But uh, I think that one's in the 10, we've been using that one for 10, 12 years now, and the idea of positioning themselves as the local neighborhood pizza joint yeah. and then leveraging the fact that they've been doing this for, a very long time. Yeah, I've seen, we've used it without the since 1954 as well. So you yep. just have a slice of the neighborhood. That's, what is that? One, two, three, four, five. That's only five words. That's in my rule book, okay. <laughs> so as we wrap this up, what are some, you know, what's one thing people should be thinking about either in reviewing their current tagline or considering if they need a new one? Why do people care about what you do is a big question that you should answer. If you don't have an answer to that, either answer it or call us right away, no matter the time of day, just right away, because that's a big, big question. If you don't know why it matters, obviously you know what you do, but why do people care is a really big point. So if you know why people care, I'd start with that. And two, if you know the personality, the tone of the brand that you are, or the brand that you're trying to create, use that. Use that a lot. Th those two things are going to really help you come up with ideas. 
And if you, if you can't get there, then just keep trying. I think we've tried, uh, there's been times where a tagline just doesn't come right away because mm-hmm. it's, it's a difficult process. Yeah. It's you're only, allow- we're only allowing ourselves to use seven words. Yep. And it's, it's almost easier to take, to write down. Why do, why do people care? Write it all down and then start refining from there rather than trying to come up with the five words right on the spot. It's almost like, um, writing the, the headline of the book or the, the title of your book. Oftentimes you may have a working title, but oftentimes yeah. the final title doesn't get written until after the, the story gets expressed. Yeah. And then that story can be summarized in seven words or less. There you go. Seven words or less. All right. Until next time. Thank you. Susner is a branding firm specializing in helping companies make a meaningful mark, guiding marketing leaders who are working to make their brand communicate better, stand out, and engage audiences to grow their business. For more on Susner, visit susner.com.